Hallelujah. Uh, thank you once again for joining us for uh, tonight's uh, online Bible study. I want to appreciate every one of us on the iPortal and uh, the community platform. I pray that the Almighty God would bless each and every one of us. That for as many who has chosen to be in the pla- on the platform, that uh, for each of the materials we post, they will add value to our lives in the name of Jesus. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for trusting us uh, with your spiritual growth. Thank you for trusting God in us. Thank you for allowing, uh, for giving us the opportunity to be a blessing to you. And I pray that God will not disappoint us. I pray that uh, our lives will not be a disappointment. And I pray that everything that we're trusting God for, uh, God will do for us in the name of Jesus. And I pray that uh, we will not remain at the same level we were uh, when we joined the platform in the name of Jesus. The Word of God says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I pray that for each and every one of us, our lives will become better. As our minds are renewed, our lives will become better and transformed every day in the name of Jesus. As we behold Him, you know, in His Word, as in a glass, our lives will be changed from glory to glory, even by His Spirit, in the name of Jesus. So thank you once again for joining me tonight for another session of the online Bible study. Okay, so uh, last week we began a topic on uh, filling purpose. And uh, specifically, I spoke about certain questions that must be asked sincerely, a sincere question that you must ask yourself and you must uh, ensure that you get the right answers to if you must uh, fulfill purpose uh, genuinely, if you must live a fulfilled life and the likes, okay? So last week we spoke about three of the questions and today I'm going to complete that topic by giving us the uh, remaining four questions that we need to ask uh, for us to have sincere answers, okay? So just by way of recap, last week I said uh, the first question you must ask yourself if you must refuse purpose is the question of who you are, okay? Uh, what exactly uh, can you say about yourself, okay? What's the defi- definition of your life? And I emphasized last week that when you talk about who you are, we're not talking about your background. It doesn't have anything to do with your family background. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, your name, but it talks about the specific assignment God has placed in your hand that God has given to you. Irrespective of your background, okay, God can still make something worthwhile out of your life, okay? So when you talk about the question of who you are, we're talking about what assignment has God placed in your hand. And to back that up, last week I spoke, uh, we read the book of John chapter 1 verse 21, where we saw about uh, John the Baptist, where he was asked who he was. And in response to that question, he said, "Is the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, okay, repent, repent, okay, because the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, talking about his assignment, his God-given assignment, okay, so uh, your, you, you are, is embedded in what you are actually created to do, okay, so because we must also understand that uh, purpose has to do with the why, okay, the very essence, okay, so the very first question you should be able to answer if you must fulfill purpose is your identity in terms of the assignment God has placed in your hand, what God really wants you to do, and I said last week that uh, if you don't uh, 
know who you are the world will tell you who you are not okay and just by way of adding to that okay i didn't mention this last week but just by way of adding to that uh, for you to know you 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 are you must go back to god okay you must start with god as important as your gifts and your talents are they are not enough to point you to your exact purpose okay last week i said that you are not your gift you are not your talent okay but who you are is embedded in the assignment God has given to you. You know, when John the Baptist was to respond to that question, he never said he was a prophet, even though he was a prophet, even though he was gifted, okay, to work in the office of a prophet. Okay, so you are not your gifts. Giftings and talent are just tools that God has endowed us with to fulfill the assignment he has actually given to us. Okay, because every one of us, we are here on earth, okay, to fulfill a particular purpose. Okay, so and also you must understand that no single individual actually have the capacity to fulfill uh to 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 bring to pass the the whole agenda of god okay uh every one of us have roles to play and that's why it's important to understand your own role where you fit in what god actually has created you for and all that okay so for you to know who you are like i said you must go back to god and it must actually be uh, from in that order. You know, Genesis chapter 1 says that in the beginning, God, okay? Uh, everything started with God, okay? And from there, we saw light. We saw everything began to happen, you know, steadily, orderly, and all that. So, if your life must be in order, if you must uh, have an impact, okay, on earth, you must start uh, with God. You must start with God, okay? You must start uh, with God. Then also, we spoke about the fact that uh, the second question you must ask if you must fulfill purpose is the question of when. Okay, every time is not convenient for every assignment. You must know when God wants you to go out to begin that assignment that He has given to you. Okay, we spoke about timing. Timing is very critical, and we read the scripture John chapter seven, verse six to eight, where Jesus Christ said, "My time has not yet come." John the Baptist also uh, didn't start his ministry or the assignment God has given to him until an appointed time. Now imagine if he has started his assignment before the appointed time. That means uh, because Jesus Christ was not yet uh, is not yet appointed for Jesus Christ to be shown uh, to be revealed at that particular point in time, he would have wasted his energy, would have wasted his time, wasted his resources. Okay? And we saw in the life of Moses that because he tried to deliver the children of Israel from captivity, he almost lost his life. And that's what, we have, what happens to people who doesn't know timing, okay? Who doesn't know timing, okay? So you must understand that if you must fulfill purpose, you must know when God actually has placed in his hand for you to actually go how to do what he has asked you to do. So it's not enough for you to have a vision from God. You must also know when he wants you to carry out that vision. Number three, also I mentioned last week about the question of who sent you, okay, because it has to do with the backing, okay. You must have a, an in-depth knowledge, a thorough knowledge about God, who actually has given you that assignment, okay, because the world will question you, and what will actually validate the authenticity of your assignment, okay, to the world is uh, the backing that you have, okay, uh, the backing that you have, the backing that you have, without an adequate knowledge of who sent you, uh, uh, it will be impossible or very difficult for you to prove to the world that uh, of a truth God actually has given you an assignment. Okay, and uh, the word of God says that those that do know they are God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Okay, that means our exploit is embedded in our thorough knowledge 
of God who actually has given us that assignment, okay? So if you must prosper, if you must live a fulfilled life, you must live a, a, a fulfilling and purposeful life, you must know God. You must know God for yourself, okay? It's not enough for you to just listen to teachings like uh, I'm doing now on the platform, but beyond what I'm teaching, like the Berean Christians, go back, you know, spend time with God, know Him for yourself. And that's why he says that they that do know their God, not just God, He must become your God, okay? He must become your God. He must become your God. You must have a personal revelation, personal encounter, with him, okay. So, uh, by way of of, of uh, continue, uh, by way of um, uh, just to continue from where we stopped uh, last week, the fourth question that uh, you must ask genuinely, and you must trust the Holy Spirit to give you a sincere answer for if you must, uh, I mean, on if you must fulfill God's plan for your life, is a question of how to execute the assignment He has given to you. Uh, it's not enough for you to have an assignment from God, but you must seek, okay, from Him the template, the running template, okay, on how to fulfill it. The running template on how to fulfill it. It's foolishness for you to just rush out immediately. God gives you a vision without even asking from Him how He wants you to fulfill uh, that vision. I want you to fulfill that vision. Okay, so uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15 says that the labor of the fool wearies them. Why? Because they know not how to go to the city. Now, uh, the problem of the fool is not the ability, is not the lack of vision or the lack of the wherewithal to accomplish that vision. Okay, so uh, in order for you not to be categorized as a fool, you must ask God for how to accomplish it. So many people struggle with the purpose that God has given to them. So many people know quite well what God wants them to do. But why we keep struggling, why so many people keep struggling is because they've refused to ask God for the working knowledge, okay? The working knowledge of that thing, how to make it work, how to make it work. And that's why the scripture says that wisdom is the principal thing, okay? Uh, get wisdom, and in all I get in, get understanding, okay? So uh, it's important, okay, for you to have a working template, of what, of, I mean, in terms of how to fulfill the mandate that God has given to you. God is not the author, is not just an author, but is a finisher. He's not just interested in starting with you, but is interested in ending with you. He wants to walk through, he wants to go through the whole process with you. Okay, we look at the life of Moses, never forget that all of these things that I'm, I'm giving us is from the life of Moses. How God, uh, how Moses accomplished, okay, the purpose God gave to him by step-by-step instructions from God, okay? Moses didn't just go set out to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel, but God told him how to do it. God told him what to do when to get there. God told him who to go and meet, the elders of Israel, okay? How to how to approach them, how to prove to them that of the truth, okay, it was God who sent him, and how to also to approach Pharaoh. So these are instructions. When you look at the life of Moses, you know, God gave him step-by-step instructions on how to accomplish uh, the mission he has given to him because without that, it would... Uh, Every of his efforts will be futile, will be useless, okay? So it's important uh, for you to know that if you won't, if you don't want to struggle uh, in fulfilling God's purpose for your life, okay, you must get from God the plan, okay, the master plan. 
plan talks about it shows you how and how and what to what and what to do okay to uh, make it a reality okay don't just get the goal don't just just give don't just get the vision from god but get the plan you know every house for you to be built there is something called a master plan that dictates how it's being built or how it will be built what will first of all be done you know how it will be done what i think that will be needed and all that so Beyond getting a vision from God, ensure you get a master plan from Him, a working knowledge. Don't get a vision from God and begin to execute it in your own knowledge, in your own wisdom or in the flesh. Now, the next question that you must ask if you must fulfill God's purpose for your life is the question of who are you sent to? Who are you sent to? Who are you sent to? Okay. Now we must understand that everybody is not your audience. Every assignment, every vision, every agenda has a target audience. Okay. You can't uh, you can't address everybody. Okay. Like I mentioned, every one of us is a member of the part of the body of Christ, and every member of the body has a particular role. Every member of the body has a particular function. So if you must be useful, you must be able to identify what and uh, uh, who you are being sent to, what you have been asked to do that is peculiar and unique to a category or a set of persons, okay? So you must identify your target audience. At Moses' time, okay, God's agenda for him was to deliver the children of Israel from bondage, okay? So it would be unproductive for Moses to take the freedom message to the Egyptians or the Midianites the tribe of his in-law, of his father-in-law, because they don't need that message at that particular point in time. So you must be able to identify those you are, you are sent to. Who are the beneficiaries of your solution, the solution you carry? Who are those that need it? Okay? So you must be able to identify. And the way to identify that is by listening to God, getting the details of your assignment from God. God didn't just told Moses what to do. But he told him where to carry it out, where to execute it. Take, for instance, look at the life of the apostles, Apostle Peter and Apostle Paul. Apostle Peter was sent to the Lordship of Israel, while Apostle Paul was sent to the Gentiles. And every moment Apostle Paul crossed the border to the Jews, to the Lordship of Israel, he was always beaten. He always encountered shame. Okay? So if you don't want to experience shame in, in your earthly work, in your Christian work, okay, as a Christian, Okay, you must be able to settle the issue or the question of your audience. Who are the people you are sent to? Is your target audience teenagers? Are your target audience youth? Are they adults? Okay, are they believers? Are they unbelievers? Who are your target audience? You must be able to answer that question if you must effectively live a purposeful life or live a life of purpose. Okay, who are you sent uh, to? Who are you sent to? Because they only, your message will only make sense to those that it is designed for. Okay? It's only going to make sense to those that it is designed for. Carrying a message meant for a particular group to another will only bet confusion. So for maximum productivity, you must identify your audience. Okay? So now the next question that you are most able to answer, okay, I haven't talked about that, is the question of what do you have in your hand? Now you see that I didn't talk about skill and talent up to this point because there are certain critical questions you must answer even before you begin to talk about talent. Because, uh, of course, 
there is no one that is that is giftless. There is no one that doesn't have something in his hand. It doesn't matter how useless you think your life is or how uh, giftless, okay, you think you are. God has placed something in your hand. When you look at the life of the widow, okay, the widow, even though she thought she didn't have anything, okay, to solve her problem, uh, God opened her eyes to the life uh, uh, to Elisha to let her know that she has something, okay. It might look very small, but as small as it is, uh, it's powerful enough to deliver her, to bring her out of the whatsoever bondage, whatsoever problem she's in. So there's no one that is giftless, but the problem is uh, putting your gift first, okay? Because it's not just about your gift. You must understand, like I said earlier, your gift is a tool, okay? You are not meant to put your gift first. Because your gift is given to you to fulfill a purpose. Your gift is given to you uh, to accomplish a task. But before you could before you could before you could appropriate that talent or gift, you must first of all acknowledge I and mean, you must first of all understand the task that you have been sent to carry out. Okay? And I and I really hope that this uh, we, uh, we understand this because it's very, very critical. Because so many people, they, they really uh, worship their talent, they worship their gift, and they see it as something very spectacular. Of course, it's spectacular, but you just imagine um, Moses with the rod. Okay, God used the rod, rod signs and wonders through Moses, but it was that same rod that he used, okay, to tend the sheep, to walk, walking around, and all of that. That same rod. That, that tells you that outside the confines or the instructions of God, your giftings. Uh, is not used maximally. So, for it to actually be used appropriately for why God, uh, uh, for what God actually has deposited in your life, you must be able to understand what God actually has called you to do your assignment and be able to answer some other questions like we've said uh, before now. So, now, the question that you must be able to answer now, having answered the previous ones, is the question of what do you have in your hand? Okay, what do you have in your hand to execute the assignment? What do you have in your hand that will serve as an evidence that God has truly sent you to them, to your audience, okay? What supernatural ability do you have to command the attention of your audience? Okay, you must understand that David didn't just go in the name of the Lord, but he went with a sling through which God wrought the deliverance of the children of Israel from the Philistines, okay? So, uh, your skill, your giftings are very, very important, most especially when they are being expressed within the confines of God's instructions, okay? Because God will not just send you out like that, but will send you out, okay, because he knows he has equipped you for the assignment he's given unto you, he has placed in your heart, okay? So you must be able to identify the giftings that you have. As a matter of fact, God will point your attention to it, okay, for you to be effective in the assignment he has is given to you, okay? If you look at the life of Moses, God pointed his attention to the rod. He said, what do you have in your hand? Okay? And he told him that with that rod, thou shalt do signs. Okay? You shall do signs with that rod, okay? So if you want to be a sign and a wonder to your world, to the audience that people God has sent you to, you must be able to identify your own rod. You must be able to identify your own sling and stone because it is with that rod, it is with that sling that you're able to do signs, that you're able to prove to men, your audience, that of the truth God has sent you, okay? Moses never went to Pharaoh empty-handed, okay? He had a rod, okay, that served as a medium through which God wrote wonders, okay? David never went to Goliath empty-handed. He went with something, even though it was not his boast was not in the rod, even though his boast was not in the sling, but he went with it, okay? He went, and that's why uh, 
coupled with your skill, coupled with your talent, uh, you must know God because it takes God to wrath uh, signs and wonders through that rod, through that sling. Okay, remember uh, the same rod or the same staff that Elisha actually used to wake up the, that, that lady from death was the same rod he gave to Gehazi. But what made the difference? was the connection they had with God, okay? Gehazi was disconnected from God while Elisha was, but then there, there is a medium, okay? There is always something God will want to use, but what determines the efficacy of that medium is your connection with him, okay? As an individual, as a person. So please pay attention to uh, your in-depth knowledge of God and also the skill or the talent he has placed in your hand through which he shall rot are signs and wonders. Now, the last question that you must answer, okay, if you must fulfill purpose, the last question that you must answer if you must fulfill purpose is the question of your weakness. I would like to plead with us at this point that please don't ignore your weakness. We must understand and come to terms with the fact that as humans, we have weaknesses. As humans, we have weakness. We have limitations. You will never get to a point where you will not need God anymore. Okay? And that's why we always keep going after him. Keep panting after him because we know that it, it is, takes his grace to remain standing. When Apostle Paul went to me, he said, you should take okay, something, this thing away from him. Okay? Talking about, uh, uh, talking about uh, a particular affliction from him. God said that he's not going to take it, but then his grace is going to be sufficient for him. Now, we're going to, we must understand that as humans, God will not let you get to a point where you don't need him anymore. And that's the essence of your weaknesses. Okay? Your weaknesses are there to make you humble yourself to keep going back to God and keep and depend on God for strength. Okay? For help. Okay? Uh, don't look, look away. Don't ignore your weaknesses. If you know a kind of person, your weakness is, is, is a ladies, your weakness is money. Don't ignore it. Acknowledge it. And by acknowledging it, you'll be able to ask, seek help appropriately. Never forget. Moses saw the promised land, but he never entered it. Why? His weakness of anger. Okay? No, never underestimate the power of your weakness. Whatsoever weakness you don't deal with now, we eventually deal with you in future. So please don't uh, underestimate your weakness. But then you must learn to do something with you. You must learn to subdue your flesh. You must learn to modify the deed of the flesh. Because Paul says, I die daily. He modifies the deed of the flesh. It's your responsibility to put your flesh under. Samson was destroyed, was unable to fulfill God's plan for his life to the fullest. Why? Because he was unable to put his flesh under control. His love for women destroyed him. As anointed as he was, as greatly anointed, as strong as he was, his weakness destroyed him. So please, having received a vision from God, okay, having having uh, understood on uh, what gifts and talents that you have, okay, having uh, gotten in-depth revelation from God about who he is to you, about who he is, what he's capable of doing, okay, you must also not ignore your weaknesses. Paul says that we are, you must not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Some of the things that the enemy can use against you is your weakness and you must please pay attention to it and ensure you keep them under check so that they don't destroy you. And I pray that uh, these things that I've said will be of benefit to us. I pray that we will make uh, critical decisions, we will make uh, wise decisions uh, with them in the name of Jesus. Thank you once again for joining me tonight. For this online Bible study, I want to encourage us to please pay attention to other materials that has been posted on the platform. 
and also want to encourage us to also join us next week for another session for online Bible study. It's our great desire that everyone on the platform becomes a better version of themselves. Okay, both spiritually, mentally, you know, academically, you know, in your job, in your career, in every aspect. And I pray that it shall be so in the name of Jesus. Thank you once again for joining me tonight. God bless you.